1: everyone, welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, DBTPFL. It's Thursday, it's July 1st, it's 2021. We have seven baseball games to talk about here on today's slate, and I'm joined by my good buddy, Jordan Cooper, Blenderhead. What's happening, my friend?
2: I think now that we're heading into the summer months of baseball, we've seen from this past slate, or probably past couple of slates, I think my strategy... Uh, overall, in in DFS applies to pitchers now in MLB. Uh, just just close your eyes and play wherever you want. What does it matter? What does it matter? Because is anyone going to get double digit points anymore at pitcher? No matter what. Wait, we had the slate. We have a slate where Nola strikes out eleven and then dis- then dis- I don't know implodes, and then Matt Harvey is throwing a no hitter into the third inning, and it's just like, what is uh, does the universe mean anything anymore? Does anything matter? Just close your eyes and hope for the best.
1: Yeah, I mean, you never know what's gonna happen. Ozzie Albies outscored, I think, all the pitchers combined on this slate. Ozzie Albies
2: outscored half of the lineups I played.
1: (laughs) Uh so yeah, man. It's always baseball's fun. Baseball has such high variance that I mean at the end of the day, you can play whoever you want, like Jordan says all the time. Um. All right. We got seven games to get through on this slate. We got a lot of weather concerns. Kevin Roth is going to be super busy Um, here on Thursday. So we're going to break down these games like all of them are playing. And I mean, if things change, you know, you'll be able to adjust when you have weather news. I'm not a weatherman. Jordan's not a weatherman. That's why we leave it to Kevin Roth. We get started here with Milwaukee at Pittsburgh. This game has a seven and a half total. Milwaukee's a two forty favorite Corbin Burns will crow um, any interest here in Corbin Burns.
2: Well, I mean, against the pirates that have a three run implied total. Sure. I mean, uh, the thing about the pirates is that they're, they're a plucky team. They don't necessarily generate the most amount of uh, strikeouts. I mean, Corbin Burns is not going to be the most popular pitcher on the slate. Uh, well, we'll get to the most popular pitcher on the slate, uh, but the the problem is is that the two the, the two da- top pitchers on the slate are also in games that have uh, weather concerns. So uh, if if this game gets wiped off the slate, it's gonna and the other game gets wiped off the slate, we're gonna be back to I hope my pitchers get positive points territory. Uh, but uh, but Burns at ninety two hundred against the Pirates. I mean, at this at this point, can can I get fifteen points out of any pitcher? Uh, I think I could get it out of Burns against the Pirates.
1: You hope so. Um, assuming that the weather's going to be okay here, I mean the price doesn't make a lot of sense. But I mean, yeah, depending on like if you want to classify Burns as like the top play, it's really tough because he's so much cheaper than Jacob Degrom, and Degrom's in a much tougher matchup here. So, uh, yeah, I like Burns a lot. Assuming the weather's going to be fine. Um, on the other side, Crow. I mean, this team's terrible, but Will Crow is just not very good. Um, any interest here in Will Crow?
2: I mean, as an sb two on on DraftKings to fit in a high price stack, there's not much to choose from. I mean, we'll get to we'll get to the late game. I think that maybe the pitchers in the late game may be slightly better uh, than taking Crow against the Brewers. The only positive thing that he has going for it is they're playing in Pittsburgh. That's a notoriously good pitcher's park. So I'm not opposed to Crow, but he's I'm not I'm not going out of my way to say that he's a good SP 2 player.
1: Yeah, I'm not I don't know. I'm not sacking the spot for like these teams. So, I mean, Crow he's okay, I guess. He's not my favorite option. Um, yeah. Let's talk bats here. Anybody standing out to you for the Brewers?
2: Uh, I mean, is Christian Yellis broken? I mean, is is this dude ever going to do anything anymore? He's I think 5K. he's
1: hurt. I re- we, we say it all the time. I, I really do think he's hurt.
2: Yeah, but I mean, like, these prices on the Brewers are, on DraftKings are, like, why am I paying 4800 for Luis Urias? 5100 for Colton Wong in Pittsburgh. Like, there's no really cheap, there's Jackie Bradley and Keston Hira, and those are strikeouts waiting to happen. Like, just competitively compared to the pricing on the rest of the slate. Yeah. I guess they have a 4.6 implied run total, but like, I, I just don't think any of these guys are going to project that well in Pittsburgh for their prices.
1: Yeah. I mean, they're just, the prices don't make a lot of sense. Um, I mean, if you want to go like a three man stack here, crow's not very good to righties or lefties. I mean, you could go Adamus Navares Navarez, maybe Yelich. Um, but, I mean, my favorite is probably from this whole entire team is probably Adamus here. Like, he's been hitting the ball. He's been hitting the ball with power here recently. And Crow stinks against righties just as much as lefties. And shortstop's always a position that kind of drops off really fast. So, I mean, that's kind of why I like Adamas. Um Anybody standing out to you here for Pittsburgh?
2: I mean, Polanco, 3,200. Michael Perez is a cheap catcher. You know, I know you like the cheap catchers. 2300. Uh, But I mean, look, the Pirates went into Colorado and barely did anything. So like, (laughs) what are they going to do in Pittsburgh against Corbin Burns? Uh, I mean, obviously weird things could happen in baseball. Uh, I'd have more interest in the Pirates, the more owned Burns was. So for instance, if the Braves Mets game, somehow there's some weather it gets postponed or something like that. Corbin's Burns ownership is going to go through the roof. I mean, I'm still not, I still don't want to play the Pirates. I still more at at that point, what other pitcher do I trust on the slate other than Burns? So you get into this catch 22 of like, okay, well, the Grum's not on the slate. Burns is going to be like 70 plus percent owned great leverage opportunity. The problem is, is that if you stack the Pirates, you still got to play two pitchers in your lineup. And I don't want to play anyone on the slate other than the Grum and Burns. So uh, you run into that problem. But uh, as far as like one-offs, like, I'll, yeah, I'll grab a lefty. I mean, Adam Frazier, ain't, and 4K is a little too expensive. But second base, weak position. Uh, it's I mean, it, it's these are all leverage plays. Is, I, I, if it wasn't for the fact that Burns would be owned, I would not be on the Pirates at all.
1: Oh, he's going to be owned. That's for sure. Moving on, we got the Dodgers and the Nationals. This game is a nine total. Dodgers a one forty-five favorite. Gonzalez against Corbin. Um, any interest here in Tony Gonzalez?
2: I can you can, can you tell me for the longest time why DraftKings prices Gonzalez up like all the time for no like for no reason. Like why is he he's always priced like 9,000. and like he he never pitches hundred pitches. I mean, like like. I don't, I don't, I don't see why you, I don't even know why you play him no matter who he's playing against. And this is a game. This is the the m- biggest weather concern on the entire slate. Uh, you know, the prociferization chances, 80%. Uh, and it's the nationals and the nationals, you know, <laughs> they, they see mist in the air. If someone sneezes and they see droplets, they could, they could, can't, they could postpone the game. So I'm not even sure I'm going to even have to worry about this, but uh I'm more likely to take a shot on Corbin at 8100 on the other side against the Dodgers, and that's how that's how bad of the pitching slate that this could end up being, where Patrick Corbin against the five-run total Dodgers, uh, it, it could be a viable option.
1: Yeah, I mean, gosh, if this game didn't have weather, I think I'd have a ton of interest in Gonzalez here, and it's more of Soto and Turner are both hurt. Um, we don't even know if they're going to be in the lineup, so. Soto, I think it was just like a cramp. So it might not be anything like super serious. Um, And then Turner, I'm pretty sure like he like jammed his finger or something. So um, I'm pretty sure he hit for like the cycle and then jammed his finger um, and left the game. So, I mean, the other thing with Gonzalez, is you never know if he's going to get 80 or 90 pitches. I hope this game rains out. That'd be the easiest scenario for this game. Uh, But yeah, you mentioned Corbin. I mean... Yeah, he has upside. If there's no weather in this game, he's 8100. We're looking for this like mid-tier guy that can put up some fantasy points. And I mean, I don't hate this spot for him. So, uh, as far as the Dodgers bats go, anything standing out to you here for LA?
2: Well, if I don't play Corbin, I want to play bats against him. I mean, he's a high variance pitcher. Right? He, he could come out and he could strike out eight. He could also give up like eight runs in the first inning and walk seven guys. So with all these righties in the lineup, bats, Taylor, Turner who holds is 3,100. You could always play him. Will Smith, the catcher at 4,000. I mean, I mean this stack, I mean, yeah, Betts and Turner are expensive, but you could fit a Pollock, maybe Steven Souza's in the lineup. He's 2k on DraftKings. I mean, you could, be, you could build a Dodgers stack easily. It's a five run total. It's one of the highest totals on the slate. Uh, if this game does play, uh, I see no reason to, you know, why not attack Corbin? And if the game plays, I think the Dodgers could be semi-popular, which means that, you know, if you do play Corbin, you get some leverage in the opposite way. So, like, it, really, th- this is guided by a lot of this slate, I'm going to tell you from a context, is going to be determined on this Pirates and this Braves game on the weather. Because that's going to determine your 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 lineup construction. Because if Burns and Degrom are both available, you're gonna need to find some cheap bats. So like having a Pollock at 3K or a Sousa at 2K, pool holes even at 3100. You're gonna need these cheap bats in order to get those double A's pitchers in. Uh, but as if one of them, if one of Burns or Degrom get knocked off the slate, now you, now you're able to pay for more bats uh, in general. So uh, so j- j- just understand that. So like it's it's I would love to pay for the Dodgers. If both Burns and DeGrum are in play, because then I'm then most people aren't going to be able to afford them, and then I'll take a shot on some six K pitcher and hope to get there, right? So to me, that's what's going to dictate my strategy. But in general, righty Dodgers against Corbin sounds like a good matchup to me in 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 Washington, right? It's a ballpark upgrade, so re- really it comes down to what they're going to be owned.
1: Yeah, I mean. The weather is probably going to null and void this game and the Dodgers prices. If I was playing the Dodgers here, I mean, Taylor and Will Smith, their prices and Bellinger, even lefty lefty, their the prices are juicy on these guys. So, I mean, we'll have to kind of see, um, you know, like you talked about with the Atlanta game, it's Atlanta. I mean, the weather, we might not know what the weather is going to do until six 30 in Atlanta, because it's just as bad as Florida. So, um the washington side i mean if soto and turner end up sitting maybe Schwarber is a one-off but he's so expensive that
2: what does it matter he hits a home run all the time right just pay any <laughs> price doesn't matter 7500 who cares
1: he's crushing the ball man <laughs> uh don't tell Derek carty hot streaks don't tell him um what are your thoughts on the nationals
2: i prefer that it's kind of weird to say i would prefer to play the nationals if soto and turner were out because then they would end up being cheaper and then you could play Burns, the Grom Nationals against basically Gonzalez the, and the Dodgers bullpen, which is, I mean, not it's, it's not a great spot or anything, but at least gives a cheaper stack. But, I mean, Soto and Turner are both in the lineup. I mean, you got a $5,300 Turner. You got a $5,700 Soto. You got Schwarber at 55 You got Josh Bell at 46 Yeah, the bottom of the order is cheap. You can fill in a cheap catcher with a Beeler or something. But, like, then the stack just becomes as expensive as, like, any other stack on this slate, and it's just not as appealing anymore. I know the watered-down lineup is a worse lineup, but I'd rather play the watered-down Nationals lineup than the full-strength Pirates lineup. So that, that has to be a plus.
1: San Diego at Cincinnati. This game currently sitting at a 9.5 total. San Diego's a slight favorite. Um, any interest here in weather's?
2: Uh, not really. I mean, the righties in the, the Reds lineup with the Castellanos and Suarez and India. And I mean, I mean, at 67, there's another picture on the slate there. There are two other pictures on the slate that I'd rather play in that price range that I, I'm not even sure if weathers going to be very owned at all. But I mean, the Reds could strike out a bunch, right? You get, you may get it like a Kino in the lineup. Uh, yeah, power, but, I mean, he could strike out a ton. I mean, the, this, this Reds lineup is strikeout heavy, but it's the great American ballpark. If you make a mistake, you're going to give up eight runs.
1: Yes, it is the great American small park. Um, and Weather is not a big strikeout guy, so there's going to be a lot of contact made here by Cincinnati, and they have a lot of good bats in this lineup. Um, Cassie Castillo on the other side, I mean – Luis Castillo started the season terrible, and he's been pitching a lot better, but he's also had some really good matchups to kind of make that happen. He faced San Diego in San Diego not too long ago through six decent innings. He's 9K. Um, what are your thoughts when it comes to Castillo?
2: I want to play Castillo if uh, Grum and Burns are in play. Okay, because Castillo at 9K versus Burns at 9,200 against the Pirates, how long do you think he's going to be? Against the Padres, do you want to pick on the Padres with the ballpark upgrade? I don't. Most people don't. But if he's on DraftKings, like where you need to get two pitchers, like you play Castillo instead of Burns or Degrom, and you play you play Degrom or Burns with Castillo, Castillo could be five percent owned, right? We may see the maybe see the Padres more owned than the than the than Castillo, but obviously once you start knocking out good pitchers. Once the if the Grum's not in play, if Burns is not in play, then Castillo actually becomes more of an option. Then then people are like, "I'll guess I'll take a shot on Castillo." And I don't want to I don't want to play a, a chalky Castillo. I want to play a five percent on Castillo. So really, it comes it, this. That's what I said. I, I'll repeat it again. This slate is going to be dictated by those two games and those two pitchers. And uh, and if those games play, if there's a concern, because obviously if there's a concern. People like, okay, I don't want to take the shot. I don't want to take the chance. And this ownership starts coming down. But I think I think people are, I think people don't view Castillo as a good pitcher anymore. Even recently, he's been good. And they're not going to want to attack this Padres lineup. And who says the Padres can't strike out nine times in five minutes? They can, right? They, they, they strike out a bunch. Just, just like I said, great American ballpark, Luis Castillo, four walks, two grand slams welcome negative 14 to your lineup.
1: Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. You look at his season stats and nothing spectacular. You look at his last 30 day stats, his strikeout rates up 5%. His X flips down over a run. Um, the numbers just look a lot better. He's fixed the issue that he was having with, you know, the slider slash change up combo and in that time, the strikeouts have come up. I mean, like you said, you look at the Padres' lineup, they're patient. They don't usually strike out a ton, but, I mean, there's strikeouts here. Fam strikes out, Gresham strikes out, Myers strikes out, Carantini, if he's in there, even, like, Fernando Tatis Jr. He's the guy that strikes out. So, I mean, the, the upside's there. Um, it really could go either way. So, I mean, I think it really depends. Like you said, if we get Burns, Castillo is going to be 10%. If Burns gets rained out, Castillo is going to be a lot higher on because he's the easy easy name to click right here in this range that you can have pretty much the same lineup even if Burns doesn't pitch. So, um, let's talk bats here. Anything standing out to you for San Diego?
2: I mean, obviously Tatis is in play every night no matter who he's up against. So, yeah, 6K, shortstop, fill him in, right? Especially if Turner's not on the slate. You know, he may have a very weak shortstop position. But, you know, I don't mind I – I definitely don't mind playing the lefties, right? Maybe not Hosmer. I don't know. You know, i never thrilled to play Hosmer. But Grissom's 4,400. Grunewald's 4,800. You know, Tommy Pham leading off. I mean, he has the, you know, the jack-in-a-bag potential, right? You know, 4,600. I mean, they're competitively priced. I mean, if Castillo, if we get the bad Castillo, the Padres could put up 12 runs. So, you know, this high-variant spot uh, – I. I don't. I'm not sure if Castillo is in. Like, here's here's the weird situation, Stevie. If Burns and Degrom, one of the two or both, are out of play, that actually raises the ownership of Castillo, which makes the Padres a better play, right? So it's I like, was going to
1: say the same thing.
2: Right. It's dictated yeah. by that. Like, the more Castillo is owned, the more I want to play the Padres. But the more that Burns and Degrom are owned, that means the more that the that that the Padres are going to be owned because people want to find bats to you know to attack other people. So, so I, I know it's a, it's a, we've already been running with the same, same type of thing. This is what happens when you do shows with me. I can't give you, like, what's going to happen? I have no idea what's going to happen. I'm dictated more by ownership. So, like, str- I think this is a very interesting strategic slate. With this. If, if we had no weather issues, then it'd, be, then it'd be easy. It's static. It'd be like, okay, Burns, the Grum and how, how do you fit in some bats? That's going to be the chalk. We don't know what that chalk construction is going to be coming into an hour before lock. So I'm I'm willing to I'm I'm willing to run with anything, and and on a on a short slate leverage is even more important, right? You could find a five percent owned pitcher, you could find some sub ten percent owned stacks type of thing that have upside. Like go for it, especially if if against a pitcher that's going to be owned. So I'm all for I'm all for the 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 Padres stack the more owned Castillo is, and on the other side the Reds. Well, no one's going to own Weathers. But, uh, the, the, I mean, the Reds aren't bad. Just that, you know, I'm, all, I'm not all that thrilled on, you know, paying some of these prices necessarily. Uh, Tyler Stevenson, 4,100. Suarez, I mean, you can make it happen, but I'm, I'm, I'm not enamored by the Reds.
1: I mean, the pinch hit risks on some of these guys you want to play, too, um, is always a, a concern with the Reds. Like Aquino, he's really cheap, uh, but, like, he's a pinch hit risk. I like Suarez a lot at 4K. I think Cassianos is probably $500 to $1,000 too cheap. So, I mean, I definitely like the Reds. Weathers is a very hittable pitcher. I really like Suarez. really like Cassianos. And at that point, like, I'm willing to take some shots on some of these other guys. So, um, definitely like the Reds. Moving on, Houston. At Cleveland, Valdez against Mejia, nine total. Uh, Houston's a 182 favorites. Um, Any interest here in Valdez?
2: I think Valdez is going to be the the lost pitcher on this slate. Because he's 9,800. He's 600 more than Burns. He's, I mean, obviously, well, you mean, he's 1,700 cheaper than DeGrom, but DeGrom's in a class by himself. Uh, Valdez will be more popular if those two other, if Burns and DeGrom get rolled out. People may actually think it's more safe to play Valdez than Castillo against the Padres, so that's why I think I think you know Castillo's ownership may not be as high with with one of them getting knocked out. But I'm I'm Framber Valdez is not the type of pitcher that for ninety eight hundred I'd almost rather take a shot in some of the cheaper pitchers and hope they get there because I just I, I I think he has a suspect ceiling, especially against uh, the Indians who. They're, they're not a bad team. They have a 3.9 implied run total, but like, it's not a team that I attack that often. And I want it to be with a good pitcher. And I think 9,800 is a little, I mean, is it? does he have a good shot at 14 points on DraftKings? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, great. And on a slate where like no pitcher does well, you're gonna want those 14 points. But outside of that, like like ceiling wise, like Valdez is not, is not a name that just screams like I could win a GPP with him.
1: Uh, so here's the thing. Valdez is a really good real life pitcher. And I don't think anybody really has an argument for that. Um, my thing is, where's the strikeouts in this lineup? There's really not a ton of strikeouts in this lineup. And they don't walk a lot against left-handed pitching. So, I mean, I think he goes out and he throws six or seven strong innings, strikes out four or five guys, and maybe gives up a couple runs in the process. And is that enough at 9,800? No. It's not generating 15 ground ball outs here is not enough um, at 9,800. So, I mean, that's just why, like you said, DeGrom's in a league of his own because DeGrom is a guy that can go out and get you double digit strikeouts in 85 pitches. Um, and we'll get to DeGrom in a minute, but I mean, yeah, I just, I think Valdez I'm with you. I, I would give me a shot on like Ian Anderson. You know, something like that. Like I, Patrick Corbin, I think Corbin has even like some strikeout more upside, strikeout wise against the Dodgers. Like, if everybody's gonna go to Valdez if Burns and Degrom get rained out, I mean, go Castillo. Like, no, like, there's not even a question in my mind when you when you're looking at it that way. I mean, so, um, Mejia on the other side. I mean, we're not playing him, right?
2: Well, I mean, how many innings? I mean, what what are we doing? I mean, it doesn't doesn't matter. He's not even a question. I mean,
1: I mean, well, if you watch Houston hit the ball this week, maybe. But
2: <laughs> well, Matt nope. Harvey could go out and throw throw a couple of innings of uh, not maybe. Okay, maybe, 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 uh, maybe you get
1: there. I don't know. All right, let's talk bats here. Um, Houston, what's standing out to you for uh, the Astros?
2: Well, they have the highest. They currently have the highest. Implied run total outside of cores. Uh, Brantley's thirty nine hundred. Kyle Tucker's thirty seven hundred. Toro three thousand. I mean the other guys, you know, Altuve and Alvarez. You know, they're 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 priced up. Correa. Uh, it's surprisingly affordable stack for in comparison to some other teams that have lower totals. I think the Astros are going to be popular though. So like you could fit, you could make that stack happen easily, uh, even with the Grumman burns in your lineup. So like, like yeah, you may not be playing Guriel, You may not be playing Correa or Altuve. You're not going to play both of them, right? But you could fit in. You could fit in nice, Jason Castro or something, right? 2,200, you throw in a catcher. They're on the road, right? It's guaranteed ninth inning at bats. So uh, if you get three of the main hitters and then, you know, two cheapies, and then there you go. You got, you got your five-man stack on DraftKings and you're still able to play two good pitchers. But because I say that, that means that type of construction. The Astros, uh, you know, guys like Tucker and Brantley, uh, may maybe maybe fairly well owned on draft.
0: <sighs>
1: on the Cleveland side, I mean, if Jose Ramirez is out, it's obviously a huge bump to Valdez. Um, we'll have to kind of see what happens with that. Um, I think he he got hit in the face or something, right? Um, like fouled off a pitch in his face. I'm pretty sure that's what happened. But anyway, um man, I have I have interest in Cleveland if Valdez is, is gonna be popular, but I mean it's so hard to like them because they don't have a ton of fly ball guys in their lineup. I don't know. Maybe this is just a spot that I hope Valdez throws five or six clean innings and doesn't strike out a lot of people and Cleveland bats don't do anything. I don't know.
2: Yeah, but I can see you could play some of these guys. I mean, i i don't, Ahmed Rosario, thirty six hundred. Yeah, maybe he doesn't at home run, but you know, I get a double, stolen base. I mean, he, he could get there on volume, I guess. Harold Ramirez, twenty nine hundred. Obviously, I'd be more I'd be more inclined to play the play the righties, uh, but uh, you know, like Caesar Hernandez is a little too expensive. Austin Hedges is a cheap catcher. I mean, you could make it happen. It's just that you know, typically the, the Indians are running out like half their lineups are lefties which gives a bump up to Valdez. It's just not necessary for strikeouts, just a lot. I just see a lot of ground balls here. Ground balls, ground balls, ground balls. And uh, I, 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 I don't think you're going to win a G. I don't, I don't think you're going to have the winning stack be one that hits a whole bunch of ground balls. I think, I think the stack that hits five home runs, because that seems to happen every night uh, you're going to need, but maybe, maybe these one-offs, maybe the, the, the filler guys so he can make those lineups happen. You know, a $2,900 Harold Ramirez or an Austin Hedges one-off for 2400 or Ahmed Rosario 3600 at shortstop could make the rest of your lineup happen. But I don't think I'm prioritizing making Indian stacks against all this.
1: Mets and Braves, this is another one of those games we've kind of already talked about weather. Uh, six total in this game. Lowest total on the slate. Very rare to see a six total game in baseball. Mets are a 160 favorite here. We got Jacob DeGrom against Ian Anderson. All right, talk to me about DeGrom. I'll let you go first on him. I mean, you're the tournament game theory person. He's 11-5. He hasn't thrown over 100 pitches since April 23rd. What are your thoughts here on Jacob DeGrom?
2: He'll probably be the best projected pitcher by multiple points. So how do I, how do I argue against that? Even if you give him 88 pitches in the bat, he still may project eight points higher median than the next, than, than, than Burns, even against the Braves. So yes, I know he's 11, five, but I mean, what pitching do you like on this slate? I mean, I still need to roster two pitchers on DraftKings. I, you can make a case for me on FanDuel. With one pitcher and go, okay, maybe the Grum only pitches five innings, eighty pitches, gets eight strikeouts, and you don't need him. Someone else kind of equals him, and it's okay, fine. But on draftings with the two pitchers, I'll be I'll be happy to get thirty points combined to pitcher these days. So like, if Jacob the gives me <laughs> the best shot at that, I, I don't care what if seventy percent on. What do I what do I care when half the pitchers are negative? So like, just give me the positive points and let me get on with my life.
1: Okay, he's the best pitcher in baseball. I don't think anybody really can argue that. Um, I mean, sure, you can argue it, but you're wrong. Um, He's the best pitcher in baseball. A little worried about the whole arm situation, but his pitches have been increasing every time out. He threw six innings against the Phillies last time out. It's like you said. Not only does he project as the best pitcher, he he is the best pitcher. Um, So, I mean... You could go built You could go double barrel pitcher in this game. Um, Ian Anderson is in a great spot here against a weak Mets lineup. He's a really good pitcher. These two guys could combine for fifty plus fantasy points, and because of Ian Anderson's price, it really doesn't make that h- as hard to get to Degrom in this game.
2: No, I agree with you, and I think a lot of people may do that. I, I mean, I think people Ian hate
1: Anderson- doing it though, Jordan. People hate playing pitcher because it limits their upside of getting a win.
2: I, so a lot of these pictures, we go an entire slate and no one gets a win. I mean, i just, just saying, me, I don't even people, care no people haven't adjusted. <laughs> I'm rostering pitchers, just hoping not for negative points. So, I mean, like, like, oh, so, oh, he could only get 20 and not 24. Like I'll be, if I get 20 out of a pitcher these days, I'm outside naked celebrating. So, I mean, like, like, why do I care about negative correlation in a lineup? Right. Obviously in cash or something, you don't care. But at 7,100, who cares who gets the win? Play both of them and you just get all the points. But I must say that if Ian Anderson becomes popular at 7,100, like this Mets stack could be pretty, pretty cheap. McNeil, if he's back. Because they stink. (laughs) Fordo, 3,100. Dominic Smith, 3,400. I mean, these these guys are priced a little. little. I know it's a 3.4 run total, but I mean, they're playing in Atlanta. That's a ballpark upgrade. Uh, if I, if I see Ian Anderson on DraftKings at like thirty plus percent owned, like I'm gonna play some Mets stacks.
1: I hope it doesn't work out for you. Um, <laughs> or I hope, hope in it my wins other your lineups turn.
2: it doesn't work. I, 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 I'm much more likely to have more Anderson than the Mets.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't really have any interest in bats in this game. I get what you're saying. Um, I mean, if you're playing 150 teams, you know, I'll throw this question at you. If you're playing 150 teams, I usually – I don't play that anymore. Um,
2: but you, but I'm you very, know that I do. So Yeah, that's
1: yeah. what I'm saying. I'm very open about how, what I play nowadays. And if you're playing 150 teams, do you, on a seven-game slate like this, where we could have potentially one or two games get rained out, look at a brave stack against the Grum?
2: It's It's weird to say, but possibly not. Not a a stack. I I may have I may have individual hitters, but it's more based on the fact that I like you have to go in almost expecting that the first half of the game you're getting no points, right? And then just hoping that like like whoever uh, the bullpen comes out and they hit off the bullpen. Like even if the the Grum pitches four innings, like they're not priced low enough. How do I pay a fifty eight hundred for Acuna against the Grum? What's
1: he's let what one home run up this season, right? He's I'm pretty he's, sure he-
2: I, he's he's given up less runs this season than Otani did today, right? <laughs> I mean, like, come on! I mean, I mean, it, it, he's, he's, he's easily the best pitcher by base in baseball by a large margin. Uh, um, he's
1: let up three home runs this season.
2: Ah, uh, well, the Braves are gonna, I mean, the Braves are gonna be the lowest owned. They they they're they're they are gonna be the lowest owned stack the lowest owned players but like you have to treat it like it's a five inning game like a four inning like it's one of these short double headers and go you're paying for you're, you're potentially paying for two at bats against not the grum or is it worth it so that's why to me the stack even in 150 lineups I I would have zero but I still yeah. may have you know Albies ends up in three lineups and Freeman ends up in four lineups and Swanson ends up on the line and I have some Braves but i'm not I'm, even on a five game slate it's just like i'd ra- i'd rather play bottoms of the orders stuff i'd rather i'd rather do other stuff in other games than than take batters at their normal prices against the best pitcher in baseball
1: all right um moving on we got st louis at Colorado, uh, Wainwright and Sensatella in this one. Another game that potentially has some weather. Uh, we'll have to see because it's cores and you never know. It's 11 and a half total. Cardinals, a 136 favorite. Um, any interest here in Wainwright?
2: Would it be weird for me to say yes?
1: No, not on this slate. <laughs>
2: not right. Not on this. I slate. mean, I
1: played, I played Marquez the other day and he threw a complete game shutout with only allowing one hit. I mean,
2: yeah, but Marquez is a good pitcher and the Pirates are awful.
1: Yeah. I mean, the, the Rockies are awful and Wainwright's a decent pitcher.
2: He's a decent pitcher. He's a, yeah, I guess so. I'm more interested in Wainwright. Like, like if I, if I need to get different somewhere, right? Like it's, it's like, uh, hopefully he gets me 10 points. Right. That's what I think about pitchers these days. It's like, I just go into the slate going, I hope you don't get blown up in the first inning. So I at least like have something to do tonight. Right. Like that's, that, that's all you, that's all you're hoping for. Uh, But, I mean, the the Rockies are not a good hitting team. I mean, the fact that they're in Colorado boosts them. They have a 5.5 implied run total, but that's primarily due to where they play. Uh, It's not like the Rockies are cheap or anything, so it it makes me less inclined to even play them as a stack. So if I'm going to play less of the Rockies, why not play some lineups with Wainwright and, you know, give me five innings, give me four strikeouts, give me me six innings, four strikeouts, one earned run, One walk. Give me that type of game. Give me the win, right? Give me sixteen points on this slate. Maybe it's maybe that's good, especially if Degrom and Burns are out of play. I mean, maybe maybe that's fine.
1: I mean, you never know. Uh, Sensatella on the other side.
2: Are the Cardinals <sighs> that bad?
1: I mean, it, he's just not good. <laughs> he's just not. Good. I mean, I don't think the Cardinals are anything to write home about. Don't get me wrong, but Sensatella is just, I mean, he doesn't give up any fly balls. He's a massive ground ball guy. It doesn't matter what ballpark he's fit- pitching in. It's not like the, the bottom of this Cardinals lineup is any good. He's 5,100. I, I think you would agree with me. 15 fantasy points at 5,100. We'd be super excited about.
2: I'd go naked again. I'd be celebrating in the street. I'll be I'll be uh, <laughs> knocking on my neighbors' doors for that. And Sensatella is like the is the is the pitcher version of the leverage play. The Cardinals are going to be the chalk of the slate, uh, the highest implied run total. And DraftKings, of course, as they normally do when it's the first game in the series, forget to raise the prices on anyone. So uh, Carlson's thirty eight hundred, Goldie's forty five, Tyler O'Neill's four thousand, right. Yet Paul They're DeJong just at the bottom of the- going to be I mean, so
1: popular here.
2: Arenado revenge game, right? We always have to say that, right? He's in Colorado now, whatever. Uh yeah, the Cardinals are going to be the chalk stack of the entire slate, and we've seen the Cardinals completely die before in in great spots. So, uh, if you if you want to do the reverse, if you can, if you, if if you're going to fade the chalkiest stack on the slate. There's no reason not to, if I, like you said, 150 lineups on DraftKings, maybe not on Fanduel. You don't need two pitchers on Fanduel. No need to play Sensatella. But on DraftKings, if if your strategy is to like, I'm going to fade the Cardinals and play something else. Well, for all those Cardinal lineups to do poorly, most likely Sensatella at 5,100 scores enough points that You'd, you'd, you'd take it for 5,100, right? It, it's not like the Rockies pitcher. It's not like it's John Gray at 9,200 or something, right? A $9,200 pitcher would have to put up a good amount of points, 5,100. I mean, give me 12 points. And a 12-point Sensatella means that the Cardinals stack probably didn't do well and you get the best of both worlds. So I, I would not be opposed only because the, if the Cardinals were properly priced, they were all 5K and people couldn't necessarily play the Cardinals that much. Gonna be like, then what's the point of playing Sensatella? But if the Cardinals are gonna be a on this slate, especially we start knocking out games, right? This becomes a five game slate. This Cardinal, this is gonna be a thirty percent in stack. And if you're gonna fade the stack, you might not play the pitcher. Um, I
1: mean bats in this game, they're all in play. Um, don't t- spend a ton of time here. What are your thoughts when it comes to the Rockies? I know we we pretty much have talked about St. Louis. They're in a great spot. Um, what are your thoughts on the Rockies?
2: I mean, the, the the Cardinals are a better team and they're much cheaper. I mean, I guess you could play Blackman. I guess you could play. I mean, I prefer to play lefties against Rain, Wainwright, but they really don't have any other than Tapia and Blackman. Crone has some power, obviously t- stories there. I mean, if McMahon is McMahon, even is, is he injured or something? Who knows if he's going to play, but he's expensive. Just the Rockies are just, I mean, just expand. I'd much rather play the Dodgers against Corbin if that game plays. I'd almost almost rather play other stacks. And I think the Rockies will still get ownership because they're in cores.
1: (sighs) Oh, we finished it out. San Francisco at Arizona. Cueto against Kelly in this one. This game currently sitting at a nine total. Uh, San Francisco's a 136 favorites. Any interest here in Johnny Cueto?
2: This is one of those pitchers. The pitchers in this game I look at and go, <laughs> if I need them, I could, I, there's, there's worse that could happen, right? Cueto's 7,300. The Diamondbacks are quite likely the worst offense in all of baseball. They're one of, if not the worst. Uh, Cueto's not, you know, high upside but he's also 7,300 right it's not like Valdez who's 9,800 what do I need out of Cueto at 7,300 on a slate that may have a million points right it seems like every baseball slate you need to score 7 million points to win so can I get 15 out of Cueto here sure why not I looked at Merrill Kelly kind of the same way yeah the Giants are a better team than the Diamondbacks but it's not like I'm that scared of the giants. And who said that Merrill Kelly at 6,300 could come out and give me 12 points. And as long as I get the stacks, right. If I'm in, in a lineup, let's say all the games play, like there are going to be so many lineups that are DeGrom burns and cheapness bats. Well, the only, the only way to get an expensive stack is by paying down somewhere. Why not pay down for Quaid or Kelly and, and, I I don't think that I don't think they're going to be. I think Ian Anderson is going to be more owned. The Mets are a worse team than the Giants. And Kelly, I think Kelly could be single digit owned. I think Cueto could be single digit owned. People don't like clicking his name because it just, he's not a bad pitcher. He's more of a good real life pitcher, but not, you know, you don't think of him as DFS goodness, but this day and age, I, I, I I just want positive points for my pitchers, please. So like, I think I could get positive points from Cueto and I pair him up with Grum or even Burns, a 9,200 uh, Burns and a 7,300 Cueto. Like, I don't even, I don't have to play the Cardinals. I could pay up. I could play, I could pay up and play a Padre stack. I could play a Dodgers stack if that game plays. A Houston, I could play all the good pieces of the Houston lineup. I could do, I could do something that other people aren't doing. So, so I'm not against, I'm going to against either pitcher in this game.
1: Man, I can't play Kelly here. <laughs> I can't do it. Um, I'm just huge fan of the Giants. I'm like, I'm like the head of the the Giants like fan club at this point. Um, I mean, I don't think playing any pitcher is a bad idea on this slate, um, outside of maybe a few of them. But I mean, Kelly is a guy that is really decent against righties. So if you're playing Merrill Kelly here, you're hoping that the Giants roll out a really right-handed heavy lineup. With Bell on the I.L. and Yaz banged up, um, then, I mean, you could potentially get that lineup. But they did say that, like, Yaz is supposed to be back and he's supposed to be in the lineup for this game. So, I mean, I think Kelly all depends on what you're looking at lineup wise. Um, what are your thoughts on the the Giants bats here?
2: Yeah, I mean, if I'm not going to play Kelly, I want the I want the lefties. So I mean, Crawford, Dickerson. Lamont Wade, but I mean, it's it's not like they're cheap or anything. I mean, it's just like the Giants are really not that cheap of a team anymore. Posey's forty seven hundred. So, I mean, to be it. Popular? No.
1: I know. I like the I like the Giants stack here, but I mean, I like the Giants stack every day. So you can't listen to me.
2: And the Diamondbacks. Here, here's here's my selling. Here's my uh, marketing pitch for the Diamondbacks. Not cheap. I'm done <laughs> other than Escobar at 5k like the you know yeah they're the, they're the cheapest stack on the slate and it's not like Cueto is like a world beater or anything uh, you know if if you if you want to jam in Burns and DeGrom I mean there you go here's your vomit stack the problem is is that you know that's who says other people aren't going to do that you know, I need to get two good pitchers and I guess I need to play a three-man you know I need to play a Van Meter uh, Peralta Walker three-man or something yeah I so the, the Diamondbacks may actually be a slightly more on than they should be, uh, but uh, if, if you need if you need cheapness, there you go.
1: All right, um, let's play the morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here. Under 8K to get six or more strikeouts today. Who do you got?
2: Under 8K. Under 8K. Get six or more. Six or more? Yes. Six or more. Uh should I let you have Ian Anderson?
1: I mean you could take whoever you want.
2: I could I could take whoever I want. I'm I'm gonna take Johnny Cueto.
1: That's who I was gonna take. It was it was Anderson and Cueto are the two options, in my opinion. And sounds like you agree. Um over 8k to score under 15. Who's your bust today?
2: I I still have to go with Gonzalan if if it goes, I mean if that game even plays, just a pitch count wise. It's kind of hard for, for him to get that many strikeouts. Pitching 80 pitches.
1: Yeah, I mean... My first thought is Corbin. Because it's either going to be 20 or 5. So I'm going to say Corbin. Over 4K to hit a home run, not in cores. Who do you got?
2: Okay, not in Coors. And, and not in any of the weather games. And it's just we're down to nothing pretty much. Uh, yeah, done. <laughs> over 4K to hit a home run. Not in cores. Oh, over four K to hit a home run. Not in cores. Over four K. It's hard to pick. Hard to pick. Over four K. I'll I'll just I'll just I'll just do it. It you can't go wrong with this guy, Fernando Tatis.
1: <laughs> um, I mean, I'm going to go really off the board here. I'm going to go Willie Adams. Um, I talked about him a long time ago. I really like him so. Um, under 4K to get two hits. Who do you got
2: I'm I'm gonna go with my I'm gonna go with my utility guy even against Valdez. I'll go with Ahmed Rosario.
1: I'm gonna go Cody Bellinger just because this price is ridiculous. I don't care if he doesn't get two hits or not. He should never be this price. Uh, stack to score six or more runs.
2: Not in cores.
1: Not in cores. Come not on, in
2: course. six or more runs. Six or more runs. Not in course. Yeah, just just give me the Astros. Why not?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what I was thinking. Like the Astros, right there with you. Um, I'm gonna say the Reds against Weathers. Uh, any final thoughts before we
2: get out of here? Oh no, no, no bet. I don't. I don't. Nope. Get my, no. No nope. bet. I don't not
0: have today. to bet. No.
2: I would. I would bet on how many. How many games actually play on this slate?
1: I knew that was exactly the bet. I I, I almost said it because I knew that was exactly what you were going to say. Um, That's funny. That's too funny. Uh, Anyway, we're going to get out of here. Make sure you're paying attention to Kevin Roth and the weather report. Crunch time is going to be a must tomorrow unless games are like rained out really early. So make sure you're watching crunch time at 630 Eastern with Kevin Roth. Cheese is good. And Mr. Tuttle. (laughs) And uh, don't forget tomorrow night on uh, YouTube and Roto-Grinders um, live page. They got the NBA live betting show. You can also check out Blender in the mornings at 11 Eastern for the DFS pregame show. Um, maybe he'll go over and I'm sure he'll answer questions. If you guys have questions about the five game early slate and maybe, you know, he'll have a better idea on the weather of some of these games as well. So check him out Monday through Friday for the DFS pregame show. That's going to wrap it up. Hope everyone enjoyed. We'll be back on Friday tomorrow talking some more baseball. Good luck, everyone. We'll see you then.